Hey, 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 welcome to Hashtag Minabuguzi Chiwanuka. This is the place where we help you unravel social constructs, discuss self-development in line with mental health and everything in between that directly or indirectly affects us in the millennial world around us. My goal is to create a virtual platform for you and I to have passionate conversations society is silent about. What you get from this is without a doubt a chance for you to practice self-assessment so that you can ably jump into your next best season. I am your host, Navuguzi Chiwanuka, a lawyer, founder, stroke team lead of Equate Foundation, an addict and lover of insightful conversations, and a professional unraveler of social constructs. If you're hearing my voice for the first time and are the kind of person who is not scared of being a better version of yourself, even if it requires you to contradict who you were 24 hours ago, this is the right place for you because on here, we keep unraveling ourselves for the greater good. To the return subscriber, thank you for being the heartbeat of this podcast. Today's guest is Aweko Faith. She is the CEO of Reform Africa and a Westpreneur who is protecting the environment with a touch of fashion and design. In the conversation, she shared what it was like for her to get to the level of transforming plastic bags into affordable, durable, and waterproof bags. Let's get into the conversation. Faith, welcome to Hashtag with Thank you. So what did you want to be while growing up? Uh, so while growing up, I've, I've, I wanted to be two. I wanted to be um, like an engineer yeah. because my dad is an engineer. Mm. Then as time went by, I picked interest in fashion and design. Okay. I think that was um, around um, P3, P4, P5. P3, P4. Yeah. You yeah. are into design. Yes. I really love to, um, you know, to make clothes for my dolls, yeah. to pick around um, cutoffs and make uh, clothes or sandals or even clothes sandals. for myself and sisters. Yeah. We used to experiment a lot yeah. as kids. Yeah. Going as far as making sandals. Mm-hmm. Yo, how? Because <laughs> now, when I'm looking at my, myself trying to experiment to create something, mm. the farthest I could do was get fibers mm-hmm. and create a doll. I don't know if you've seen that yeah. before. Mm. And from that, I could possibly get polythene bags mm. and wrap maybe, I don't know what, that rubber kind of thing and create mm. a ball. So when you go as far as sandals, so, um, me and my sisters, yeah. we are really too, too close up to now. Mm-hmm. So, when we're growing up, you know, kids are having um, dolls out of the banner fiber, yeah. um, sandals out of the banner fiber. So, we wanted to really be a little bit... Sandals out of the banana fiber. Yeah, the stems. You didn't wear sandals out of banana stems. I have not seen that before. Right there. Kids make those. So, we wanted to be unique, mm-hmm. you know? We have this kind, and then you guys have these kinds. So for us, we used to make from clothes. Yeah. Sometimes we used to stitch them together with a banner fiber as well. Okay. Yeah. So you had access to needles, threads, and everything. Yeah. That was from your mom. So uh, my mom had a salon. Yeah. So actually, also know how to really uh, twist and 
braid hair. Yeah. So my mom had a salon, and from a younger age, we we um, we were able to hold needles, um, scissors. Though with my case, yeah. um, I wasn't allowed many times because I one time cut uh, the wire. Of the TV, <laughs> yeah. Was it accidental, or you no, wanted to find out how it works? Things. No, I just really loved to, you know, to, uh, to just cut, to cut and break, cut and break. Did you have it in mind that you know this is a cord for the TV? I knew. Oh. <laughs> that is what is, you know. That's what's annoying about children. You ask them, didn't you know? Like I knew, like Why I knew what I was it? doing. And then since then, my dad never bought a TV again. Like, <laughs> How old were you at that That's time? That's it. Um, I was still in my primary. Yeah. Yeah. Primary. Yes. I was we, cutting already. You weren't caned. I was caned. Because like, for primary, I was to when you said every almost okay. Personally, me, they used to cane me almost every day because I was too, too stubborn <laughs> as a kid. I was too stubborn. That was always something you were about. Always, you know. Uh, jumping over the fence, <laughs> climbing the roof, <laughs> like okay, like climbing the roof of the house. You know, one time we climbed. What were you looking for? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> climbing and then jumping over the roof. <laughs> you being caned every single day, you weren't. Wasn't there a moment when you sat down and like, okay, I need to get myself together? I was too. No, no, <laughs> there was never a moment. I was too wild. I remember, um, my dad said. In senior one, he's going to take me to either Masindi, Gulu, Mbale, you know, to away the from farthest home. schools, and then there's not going to be anyone to really visit me. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Like, you know, he's like. <laughs> you were okay with it? I was okay with it because he would either say, it's either um, you stop being stubborn. Mm -hmm. Or when you finish your P7, you're going yeah. to this school. But that didn't stop me from really being stubborn every day. Still, you the weren't same. scared that no, you're going to be away from family. I wasn't family. scared because I knew. Obviously, I knew my mom would not really <laughs> accept that. Yeah, because also um, we're helping her. She had a salon, but yeah. she also had um, she had canteen mm. at the school so we had to wake up like at 4 a.m ah, the exact school that you were going to yes in primary school help yeah. her with um housework then to help her with frying like this samosa mm. uh, so you're skilled in that as well the pancakes yeah sure the pancakes and all that and then at seven we go to school so i'm like i really those were such early mornings yeah i really don't think <laughs> those were such early mornings man yeah that's why Holy. maybe I, I'm my morning person because I wake up at five. You're used to waking yeah. up at such hours. Uh -huh. So let's go back to what you wanted to be while growing up. You're talking about how you wanted to be an engineer because mm. your dad mm. wanted to be an engineer. Wa was mm. or is? He is. He is an engineer. Was mm. he telling you that you had to be exactly what he was doing or was it something that you really felt that you could do? Um, I just loved, um, I just loved really... Um, Maybe because it was a job that I knew then, mm -hmm. because of 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 like what he was doing, an engineer maybe waking up in the morning and going to build houses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I wanted to be an engineer. I also tried it out in secondary to really do physics, um, um, mathematics, and 
to just concentrate and see if I can really still be an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, I wasn't really good at physics. I was good at biology though, mm. also good at mathematics. Yeah. And then chemistry. So there was You were good no at chemistry? Way. Yeah, there was God no bless you. There was no <laughs> way. She was weird. I would be <laughs> an engineer <laughs> without being good in uh, physics. physics. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the teachers or what. Did you have interest in it? In the subject? Yeah. Physics itself? Yeah. I tried my best to to really uh, like read the sciences and and excel yeah but i end up getting a c4 a c5 rounded to uh because at chambago mm. they said maybe if you want to be an engineer you have to get distinction yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and i was getting that in chemistry biology mathematics and not physics. physics no boy and now that was when did you drop the dream? That must, what it, was it something about S4? Um, not something about S4. So, um, like I said, I really loved design and yeah. I also loved art. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. if I have a pen and a pencil, you can even see You're going to be my sketching. books now. You find the sketches and all that, sketches of dresses. Yeah. I'm having a lot of cutoffs in the house. You come back, everything, they're all gone. Maybe they have swept them out of the house. But mm. then again, if I see a cutoff, I'll still have it. So um, in, in senior three, when we were told to choose subjects, yeah. I chose um, art. Okay. So I really fell in love with art as I'm as well doing the sciences. Trying to then, figure them yeah, out. Then in my senior four, I thought maybe, yeah, because um, there was beautiful arts in the uh, in the class art room and I would spend like most of my time in the art um, art museum that we had at school yeah so I thought maybe I would also give it a try I always wanted to you really had a museum in school yes for art for sculptures for mm -hmm. different things that people do and yeah. for also um, so in case you also need to give out your, your art book at school you can give it out they can oh, cut yeah. out um, yeah I had uh, I had a photo that I drew so well in my senior three. I think I think senior three third term. It was a bicycle. Yeah. And it looked real. So that you'd give it out if you want to. Do they pay? No. I want to be paid. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> paid, but it's, it's it's to inspire people, other people, because I was also inspired by really by someone uh, yeah. else. Yeah. Oh my goodness. When I was younger, for me to give you my thing, like something artistic, <laughs> you had to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> you had to give me money for that. Okay, now here we are. You're doing art. You're loving the art. Mm. As for the marks are out, how do you get to choose? Were you, when, what was that the, when you got to choose art as an optional? Mm. Is that the moment when you felt like, I might not go ahead with this engineering dream? Um, no, by then, no. So after that, because most times it was about the performance. So you, you don't know you've how gotten. you're going to perform. Mm -hmm. So after, after that, I thought, okay, yeah, sure, physics, I'm going to drop it off. Because also they scared me like HSC physics is really, really way hard. If you don't perform too well in your O level, yeah. forget physics. Otherwise, you're going to suffer. Mm. So I thought maybe, okay, I, 
I took on mathematics because I loved mathematics. Yeah. Then I also took on economics. Okay. Because I performed well. <laughs> because of business, like that, that's I grew that's up like commerce for all level. No. So in all level, yeah. In all level, I did um, the subjects I chose because we chose four subjects. You chose four subjects. Yeah. In all level. Yes. How? First, was it four, three? Two. No, four. What? How? <laughs> What's your best? What, 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 what was it called? Eight in eight or? Yeah, eight. Wasn't it eight in eight and eight in ten? I'm not so sure because I, I chose Kamas. I chose yeah. CRE, I chose art, oh yeah, and then I chose entrepreneurship, something like that. Are you serious? Yes, but economics was composer. You had economics in all level? No, we didn't have. That was commerce. Yeah, commerce. Yeah, yeah, yeah commerce. So, um, yeah, so I chose commerce and entrepreneurship because already, you know, I was helping my mom out mm, and all mm, that mm, so it was easier wasn't it so easy for you because i yeah. feel like you were in the business yeah, already it, it was easier for me to do commerce and entrepreneurship yeah so in um in hsc t i had to choose now mm -hmm. um so in first time i did mathematics economics geography i love geography meg i love like geography <laughs> until it gets to directions <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at directions, but yeah, I just love geography. Yeah. Geography and, yeah, I love geography. I, I didn't love history, but, you know, I used to be the best in history. Oh, yeah? Just because it was easier for me, but I really didn't love history. Because after the exam, my, um, like, my fingers are really paining from writing. writing. So I hated that because of writing. Yeah. So, yeah, I did mathematics, economics, geography. Then I stopped art. Make art. Yes. Mm. So I'm like, okay, this is really good. And then uh, my brother, my uh, my brother was doing art. Yeah. As well. So I really love to do art because of also him, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So in my first time, I brought back the report. And it's like, okay. So you chose art. I'm like, yes. It's like, no. <laughs> your no parents way. weren't involved in your choices? No, 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 no. Whoa, okay. So I'm like, so it's like, no way. There's no way I'm going to pay for you to do art. Like, art has no way. Look at your brother. Oh, no. So I'm like, okay. So he told me to, to change. So I go back to school, big-headed. I didn't change. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I don't remember exactly what happened. Either he called at school. Yeah. Or he was following up. On whether you had changed? Yes. Oh, no. Was that serious? Yeah, my dad did. Did, really did he ever ask serious. at least why you chose art? No. <laughs> yeah. So then, he, him, art just has no weight. There are no jobs for that. You okay. have to do, like, it has to be something else, but not art. So I thought, okay, you know what? I would do art at the university. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that if you, if you so don't do So a teacher art, called you up out of class and... No, he kept on asking me, kept on following up. Whether you had changed. Whether I changed or not. And then kept on telling me, you dare not, you dare bring a report with art. Oh my That's goodness. the end. No more school for you. No more. So I'm like, okay, I do art at the university. Hmm. So little... Did I know that you have to do art in, in A level for you to do 
at, at the university. <laughs> Career guidance. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, so that's how I did mathematics, economics and geography and entrepreneurship. Omega and yes. Coming to campus. So yeah, so the dream that you had that you were supposed you yes, could do so the art at campus. When I was checking to really see the courses I would do, I, they told me if I'm to do industrial arts, it has to be a diploma. I'm like, I did you did you think while you were in a level? Did you ever think about what you really wanted to do? Now that the dream had died, because now there are two dreams that are away. Mm. You can't do art, mm -hmm. and you're not doing. Uh, engineering mm. anymore was it that was it was there a moment of re recalibration of now what am I going to do did you ever go back and forth in your mind wondering which path you're going to take in career no I think by then now I was really really passionate about art and about even art. when you weren't studying yes it. even when I weren't studying it yeah because also what gives what gave me hope was um, my sister's friend yeah. She's a childhood friend of hers though, but we grew up in the same community. Mm -hmm. um, she didn't do art at, yeah. at the university, but she did like art in, in O level and all that. Uh, I don't remember the course she did at the university, but when she finished, she was a fashion designer. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if, Ho if Hope could really be a fashion designer, I can even too. without you know, going through the Campus university, with, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can. So I kept telling my sister, I really need to meet Hope, I need to meet Hope. It's like, no, focus on this, this, yeah. So I told her, I, I need to meet Hope. I need yeah. to ask her how she did it, because I didn't know how exactly, mm -hmm. you know, how someone would not study fashion, and but still be it. a designer. So I thought, there has to be a way, because I was already big-headed. Yeah. Like, there has to be a way. A rebel. Yeah, so I kept on still, even, by the way, in, uh, in HS, I kept on still going to the art school. To the art class. Yeah. Yeah, I kept on doing art class, maybe in the evening, uh, visit people who um who are like like maybe like during the weekends the art room was open yeah. for people to really come and and draw and what. So I would still really go and visit them, see what they're doing, do the same maybe yeah. at home. I had my brother's art book and he had started art at um at at a level, so I thought mm -hmm. maybe it's 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 easier. So I was it why 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 is it that it was easy for him to study it and it wasn't? Because he was studying, he, he wasn't studying in Kampala, so it was a little bit also difficult <laughs> to really follow up, monitor and know yeah. what he's doing because he was staying with an uncle. Mm. Yeah. So I thought. Okay, so this time, Dad yeah. was determined. Yeah, it's not happening mm -hmm. again in my family. Yeah. So I thought, okay. yeah. So you get, possible. Mm -hmm. you get to campus, you get to campus, and uh, what did you pursue? So at campus, like I said, I'm big-headed, <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really big-headed. So I'm like, I am only going to apply for one course, one. And if I don't go through, thank God, I'm like, that would be the best. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I applied for economics and statistics period. When they're asking me second course, I'm like, economics and statistics. Third course, I still put the same course as, you know, it was still the same course. So I apply and then they, and then they tell me, they gave me the course. I'm like, okay, I'm dead. So I was 
<laughs> I don't want to do this. I didn't want. <laughs> okay. But by then, um, during my vacation, I was also doing jewelry with my sisters. Mm, so mm, that mm. kept me going, and I was already getting money. I'm like, if it doesn't work out, I'm going. I'm still going to pursue my fashion. I'm already selling jewelry. Yeah. I can find myself in a fashion school. I can go for a diploma. Yeah. Or I still had hopes of meeting Hope. Some like my sister will give me Hope's number, and I'll go meet her mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, so I did economics and statistics for my first year was all well because I loved math. Second mm-hmm. year things had to be tough, yeah. like serious. I'm like, okay, hmm. I wasn't thinking much. And then in my third year when I went for internship, I went to. I was doing my my internship at um, at the district in Gulu. Mm-hmm. So my sister was working with the OPM, yeah, Gulu, so yeah, she easily yeah. got me a place to really do internship there. And then I was doing data entry. I was, um, I don't even remember the terms we used to use in statistics. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing data entry and then running data really. By then we were doing um, census and also uh, doing uh, data for hepatitis B. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, is this what you really want to do? You asked yourself. Yes, mm-hmm. I asked myself. That was in your third year. Third year. I'm like, is this really what I want to do? So I thought, is this how it's going to really be out there in the office? Doing for the rest of your life? The rest of my life? Yeah. No. It was no. boring. Uh, no, it wasn't really. Like, I had moved away from my business. The jewelry business. Yes. Yeah. And I was here, you know. The computers. This is impossible. Yeah. No, 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 no. So, by then also, I had two retakes. I had two retakes to do, which I got in, uh, they said if you get a retake in third year, mm-hmm. you have to repeat it in the other year. Because it was easier if you get a retake in, in second year, you can do it. Something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, so, I'm like, no. So, I... I um, and then um, my supervisor there, because we had two supervisors, one that comes from the university and then one where you're working from. She mm. was really rude. Then Which one of them? There. The one who was at the workplace? Yes, the one at the workplace. So she would come in the morning, sit there, and then let you guys do all the work while she's just there. Yeah. Like, okay, this is tough. I don't like to be monitored. <laughs> so, yeah. So I thought, this is not what I wanted to really do, yeah. first of all. And this is not really my passion. So I told my sister, I'm going to drop out, really. But I don't think I can continue with this. Mm-hmm. I don't like my job. So you did that, you made that decision during your internship? Yes, during my internship. I my sister's like, okay, Faith, your trouble. You, you know that because my yeah. dad is tough, like tough and uptight. She's like, I am out of this. Boy. I didn't uh, lead you to this. Third year, when you talk about third year, was it in between semesters or was it after? How do you do your internship? We do was it at the end of the third year or is it between semesters? The end of the third year. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, and you still had retakes to do and yeah i had 
through retakes yeah. to do. So thinking of also going back and doing those retakes and also and media in the field, <laughs> like how things are, no, I am yeah. done with this. So my sister was the one who was paying for me tuition at campus, so I really told her, I'm so sorry, <laughs> like with everything, but trust me, let me do, let me go in for what I really want to. So, um, I come back home, I tell my dad I'm done with my internship, yeah, and all that. Now, um, we are going to graduate next year. So, I think you maybe, told him you're going to graduate, yes, okay, because after the internship, we are graduating the following year, mm -hmm. so maybe this time period. I can uh, maybe go learn how to tailor, go learn how to... He's like, okay, it's okay. Yeah. But he asked me why I really didn't remain in Gulu to work at the district, maybe volunteer. I told him they didn't need any volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. So I started to, um, to learn slowly how to tailor, how to... Then I continued with my jewelry business. Mm -hmm. Was it easy to pick up from where you had left when you set the jewelry on rest and yeah. then you returned? Was it easy for you to pick up yeah. on the clientele and yeah. all those things? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I kept on doing that until it was almost now graduation time. Yeah, how many months was that? I think it was two or three months to the graduation when I tell my sister. You tell him <laughs> that I'm not going to graduate. So, ouch. She's like, how do I tell him? So, I told her, I don't know how, <laughs> but. <laughs> so you, you were like, you're the one to tell her, not me. Yeah. Really, but it's your burden. It's your cross. No. To carry. I'm, I'm not really also close to my dad. Ah, uh, okay. So I told her, you tell him. I cannot tell him. So. Um, she calls my dad and then she tells him everything. It was on call. On call because my sister was still working at the OPM and she was still in Gulu. Yeah. So, yeah, so she tells him and then he doesn't also tell me that. I asked her, did you tell That him? you had been. Okay. She said yes. And then I told her, but he's not saying anything to me. How many weeks was that? Or oh, days? <laughs> I don't remember. But he, he wasn't saying anything to me at all. So graduation is, is, is done. It, it also hit me that, okay, I did not graduate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I let it be. So one day he just tells me, like, you keep on doing these useless things and all these things. Mm. Out of university, look at what you're doing. Like someone um, gives up their salary to pay for you school fees, tuition, yeah. and then look at what you're doing. Do you even get money out of it? You don't even see the money that you're making, and all like it was really just half. I'm like, okay. So he tells me, um, I need to go back to school. I need to go to the university mm -hmm. and see the retakes I have. Oh, back Until into I statistics back again. Otherwise, I have to leave home. Whoa. And my dad is tough. So he, when he says something. Yes. And he sets the date. Oh. And it's like okay. within one week, you don't sort yourself out, you leave. What? Yeah. What? 
No, like at least, I don't know. Wasn't there a moment when he was like, okay, what do you want? No, there was nothing like that. So he kept on asking me, asking me. And then the last day, I'm like, it's your choice. Then he tells me to write a letter that I have decided not to really go to school. And, I've, and, and for him, his kids go to school, so I'm not his kid and all. Whoa. Okay, he was giving me exactly what to write. Write this, write this, and then you sign. I'm like, so he was dictating why you were everything. writing. Everything, yeah. Then he tells me, okay, you're now free to live. Free to go and do whatever you want. But not in my house. So in the letter, you were fatherless? Yeah. Until now, I am fatherless. You're still <laughs> doing useless stuff? Um, to him, since I didn't go back to school or since I didn't listen to, to, what, what, he wanted. Yes, to what he wanted, still stands like the same. We do talk. But if he's talking to people, he can still tell them that one. She didn't want to go to school. And mm -hmm. then she wrote, you know, he tells them she's the one who wrote this. Aye. And then she chose to not be my kid. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. That is really tough. I'm imagining. Yeah. How do you go about it? Um. <laughs> do you ever feel like you want to go and sit with him, you know, have this conversation that wasn't right. You made me write these things. I think to my father, um, since, since, of course, he's my father. Mm -hmm. he, he's, he's the right one. The elder. And yes, and even after me starting up Reform Africa and all this, I'm still a school dropout. I really still doing useless things. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. yeah. Does, does he see you? It's still the same. It's, it's still the same. Doesn't matter to him. Let's talk about Reform Africa. Okay. Reform Africa, adding value to trash. Mm. I had never seen the tagline. Adding value to trash. Yeah. So um, in, in, in 20... How did it come about? Because yes. now we're seeing you coming in, going into jewelry designing mm -hmm. and learning about fashion. How did you jump from that to Reform Africa? So um, in 2017, yeah, I had a friend visit me, and um, and we talked about like business generally. Visit you doing. where? Because now we're seeing you away yes. from home. Yeah. Where did so, you go? So um, I was staying in Mutongo. I was renting a place. So you were renting? Yeah. Where were you getting the money from? I was renting a house. I was doing my jewelry business. The jewelry was getting you the rent? Yeah. And it was still useless? <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, so I was doing jewelry and then I added in like punching uh, like old t-shirts and old jumpers with chitenji. Mm, yeah, mm, something mm, like mm. that. And, and the jumpers were really... Making money. Yeah, making a lot of money. Yeah. So yeah, so I was surviving. Mm -hmm. So this friend told me maybe I would really think of doing something big because I was still recycling. My jewelry was not ordinary, it was still recycled yeah. jewelry out of plastic, out of um, wood, uh, stones. So they told me of a place called Social Innovation Academy mm. where maybe I would be mentored 
to um, to just um, come up with a more sustainable and a viable business. Yeah. And also just scale it up. So I thought maybe let me give it a try. How long back is that? Um, I moved to um, PG in September 2017. Okay. Yeah. So I only rented just a few months. I think about 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. So September, I moved to, I first moved partly to Mpiji, then I fully moved to Mpiji, then um, there we were tasked to really um, look back, maybe throughout our childhood or the communities we were in, yeah. or also within ourselves or the families, the social problems that are just there. Then so they were training social problem and, solvers. Yeah, uh -huh. So I thought, yeah. So I thought back as I was growing up, there was a problem of waste. Yeah. Uh, waste also had a challenge in primary. Like every time it's it's raining, it's hard to go to school because of flooding. Yeah. And since we were staying in the slum areas, there was really a lot of flooding. Yeah. And. Um, when I was doing research, I realized it's because of the poor waste management. Because every time it's raining, is when my family and the neighborhood would think of disposing of waste mm -hmm. in the trenches. Mm -hmm. and this is already organic and inorganic, and, and most of it is plastic. So the yeah. plastic bag clogged the trenches and caused the recurring flooding. So I thought maybe, okay, maybe I would push this deeper and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. So I just began by doing research. Then I also met two ladies still at the academy. Yeah. One, a refugee. Called is Social Reform Academy. Uh, Social Innovation Academy. Social Innovation Academy. Yeah. Yeah. One is a refugee from DRC. Still the same challenge of West back in DRC and also in the refugee camp where she came from, Nachivale. Mm. And then one from Boise. Okay. Boise. We all know it's one of the highly flooded areas. Someone, some, some people call it the, at the beach. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we thought, um, so that maybe we would use our past experiences of poor waste management to come up with a sustainable business. Yeah. So we began researching about... Three of you. Yes. Yeah. About... Were you grouped? Mm, uh, not necessarily a group, but people pitched. Yeah. You pitched what what you want to really go through, and then you, and then you realize, oh, this person has the same idea. Idea. Mm -hmm. We didn't put solutions, but we just pitched problems. Okay. So obviously, yeah. So we realize we have the same problems, and we also all grew up from the slums. So yeah, we embarked on research. Yeah. Um, to see, um, how really plastic is produced, how plastic is disposed of, how plastic is collected and also waste generally. Yeah. Then we realize um then we started to also look at the solutions available for the different plastic. As you can see, plastic bottles are collected almost everywhere. But the plastic bags they're not collected. Yeah. So we thought maybe we would work around the plastic bags. So um they also said um when we were doing our solutions it has to be something in our passion. Yeah. So we all wrote down our passion fashion, design, art, mm. plus all still the same for the three of us. Yeah. So we thought, okay, how can we bring art 
to this and problem design. and, and solve face, it. You know, the first thing was the bugs. Okay, so the bugs, you know, ads and all this. Then we also went in the communities because we don't make solutions for ourselves, of course, we make the solutions for the, community. for the communities. So we're interviewing a few ladies in the community in, in PG um, about bugs. Mm -hmm. the kind of bugs that their kids use yeah so most of them actually use polythene bags mm. to go to school yeah 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 but because it's cheap and they cannot afford to buy maybe a bag of 30,000 so almost every time yeah every time and it's going to get torn mm -hmm. so instead they buy um, a polythene bag of 100 shillings so realize at the end of it all the plastic bag is torn mm -hmm. and then they have to buy another, another one every one. day and this was also one was polluting the environment but it was not sustainable because at the end of the three months they have spent after 90,000 oh you went into calculation yeah okay because you said for them yeah all that oh you painted for them a picture yes of actually how much they are really spending but they don't have that money to really buy a bag all at once but they can afford to buy and yet it then so in the end it turns <laughs> out more expensive yeah okay so um we thought maybe why don't we design actually a bag mm. for that so we were doing research um on how to turn <laughs> plastic polythene bags into school bags school bags and with google we realized that it's really a lot of ideas that people are working on then we also uh, landed on a lot of research that people were doing on, on plastic yeah yeah and we just embarked on that and uh, slowly we began to prototype to see how um prototype for about three months and then it failed yeah 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 yeah, for yeah a month um yeah then again we came back prototyped then um, we started to receive orders from a few friends who really liked the bugs. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how we started to make the bugs. So when you talk about the three people, the two other people that you started mm -hmm. with, is mm -hmm. it, are those the founders, are those the people that we should look at as the founders of Reform Africa? Yes. You're still in collaboration with them, yes. one from DRC and mm -hmm. the other from Boise. Yes. Quite interesting, because mm -hmm. usually when people go into school, okay, mm. not you, I don't know if I should say usually, they take different paths. Mm. So I imagine the other person went back to DRC and went on to do something of their own and you here. Um, so she's a refugee from yeah. National Refugee Farm, but she had also come at the academy to really learn about, um, because the academy not only um, trends about social businesses, but it, it helps through personal and professional growth. Yes. So they bring in refugees, yeah. uh, former sex workers, um, former street kids, mm. orphans, and then marginalized youths. Then they train them through personal growth yeah. with different sessions and then professional growth. Reform Africa, yeah. again. Mm -hmm. What did it take for you to come up with it? For your young age, I saw your age and I was like, hey, 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 hey. This is a young person, man. <laughs> this is a young person because I was seeing all this work that you do 
and it's just so admirable and for me when a younger person does something this admirable it's a challenge mm. it's it takes me back to what are you doing for society my friends there's a younger person changing or transforming the society so what did it take what was it like for you coming up with it what are the challenges that you may have faced and overcome uh, the first challenge was really through our research mm. because we, we all like the three of us didn't really have um, experience yeah. on West. Mm -hmm. uh, we all did uh, different courses at the university and this was something too raw for us to really step in. But I also like, after, after all this, I really believe when you really put your mind onto something, you can achieve it. So yeah. we really put in 100% of our mind to research, mm -hmm. to read, to research, to read, to write emails, to ask people questions, to watch yeah. YouTube and just give it all. So yeah, it wasn't easy. Like I told you, it took us three months to really prototype a bag to be able to, to fuse because different plastics have different melting points. And then at the mm -hmm. beginning, we're just mixing plastic and then it's melting up, it's not melting this side and then some plastics don't melt, so we took us some plastics to, don't melt. Yeah. Okay. Some plastic just coil. Ah, right. Yeah, it just coils. You just hit press it, just coils like this. Mm. So we began to really, we just um, categorized it in different um, sizes, the forms and the types and the softness, the stiffness. So you went into studying about plastics. Yes, but by our own. Then learning because the resource, how are the resources readily available for that kind of you know research? Uh, what is something because I feel like you started from scratch, I don't think this is the kind this is something that is common. We're searching online, but then uh, prototyping were using heat press, mm -hmm. yes, and heat presses are available almost like everywhere, okay, yeah. So um, heat pressing them, then seeing how long it really takes to heat press this kind, to heat press this kind. Yeah, that's how we got to learn. Mm. But the challenges that we've got along the way is, is really how uh, waste is disposed of, uh, okay. or even how waste is collected. Uh, both organic and inorganic waste is mixed together, so it becomes difficult to really sort. Mm. Yeah, it's expensive to sort, then it's also expensive to, uh, to clean them up because we have to use water yeah. to clean them because they're dirty. Then also, um, since um, like with Uganda, we produce 500 tons of, uh, of, of, of waste every day. 500 tons? 500 tons okay. of waste every day. And then 51% of this waste is not collected. So we only collect 49%. Wow. wow. So it, yeah, so most times you can see, that's why when it's raining, you see. They come, uh, they start floating it, it just, around. Yeah, it just floats. So it becomes difficult for the women to really collect mm. because uh, also uh, waste is just scattered everywhere. It's not like in one place, yeah, yeah, unless yeah, they yeah, go to yeah, a landfill, yeah. mm. but it's scattered everyone. People are traveling on the bus, they are throwing they a bottle, throw they are throwing out. a cavera. So also the waste collected is little yeah. because of the way we um, collect and 
dispose. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That, that's the challenge. That's the main challenge. And then now we're getting to how receptive Uganda is of this product of Reform Africa. Because you have bugs. Mm. You started with bugs, yes, right? Let's bugs. talk about the bugs mostly mm. because I think they're the most that are on the market. Mm. How receptive is Uganda when it so, comes to the product? So, um, one, so when you go for exhibitions or when you're selling like online, yeah, the people love the bugs, but when you tell them they're made out of waste, they're like, oh, Sassiro? Neda, neda. I'm at first, they love the do bugs they ask? because the bugs are unique. Of course, they are very unique. Do, they, very do they ask questions like, "How do you make them?" Yes, they like. How about you just say polythene? Just a, no, it's just to be waste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're like, "Kasasido." <laughs> mm -hmm. No, they don't. They don't even care to find out. You know, maybe get to touch the product. They touch it, but since especially it's for made the exhibitions, waste. Yeah, that's just a turn off. Mm. Yeah. So how are we going to go about sensitizing people that this kind of waste is not going to be harmful to your health? Yeah. Um. We sensitize them also on on the story, because each bag that they, each bag that you buy, um. It's recycled from 15 plastic bags. So those are also plastic 15. bags. 15. 15. Yeah. That would have ended up in the environment. Yeah. And also yeah, um, yeah. sensitizing them about waste pollution, the effects of pollution, and, and really how long plastic takes to decompose. Mm. Because um, back there in, in PG, people just dig a hole and throw trash, and then they cover it up. Are you serious? Of course. Oh, dear. People dig holes. And then they pour their trash for like three months and then it's, it's full, they, they cover it up Ooh. and they think it's, it's gone. That's dangerous. Yeah. And then it's funny, when it's raining, people see the plastic bottles and they're like, oh, Kasasiro Monge. But in their mind, they don't know that it's the trash that you are throwing from uh, through the windows. Oh, they don't care. No, pe <laughs> don't people care. aren't really... I think they're just ignorant. They mm. they don't think deep, really deep, about um, the effects of plastic yeah. to the environment. Mm -hmm. Even people like most times when when ask people, okay, where does your trash end up? They say a truck guy is going to come and pick my casserole and they're going to dump it, but not knowing it's just dumping. There's nothing because in Uganda we are recycling less than one percent. Of our waste, less than one percent, and this is also waste that is just That's collected, shredded, and exported. Exported. Yeah, and two years ago, India. We are exporting waste. Yes. Okay. So we collect plastic bottles, mm -hmm. wash, shred them into smaller particles, mm -hmm. like the shred plastic that you saw. Yeah. They bail them. They export them because we don't have the recycling facilities mm, here. Mm, and then they export them. And I think we haven't really embraced the culture of recycling we much as we talk about mm -hmm. it. We haven't really embraced the culture. Like the people really haven't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we like the things from the US. <laughs> so you know, I, no, I think I sort of understand when someone's like, Kasasiro, mm, I'm not dealing. So how does someone get to have a product from Reform Africa? So, um. We sell our bags through uh, mostly social media, mm. Facebook, 
Instagram. Yeah. And then also through our website. Yeah. Uh, we also have our offline shops. Uh, the shops that we partner with here in in Uganda, we have about six of them. Okay. Then we also uh, have um, shops in in both Europe and in America, where oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, where people can easily buy mm. like our products from. Then from here, like in a production facility, we just do production. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, I don't think we have to talk about the prototypes. We don't have to. We have to wait for the products to come out. And that's when we'll possibly have to talk about the product itself. Yeah. We're, not, we're not giving them hints. <laughs> we're not giving them hints. So what's your website? What's your website? How, what, what kind, what's the name of the website that people can get to? Do they just type in Reform Africa? So uh, on social media, you can type in Reform Africa. Mm -hmm. But on, on the website... Social media, that is all social media platforms? Yeah. Okay. On the website, it's www.reformafrica.org. And then they can easily shop and get to know yes. more about your products. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And then getting in touch with you. Do they make calls and find out? Because now they don't know the six retail shops that mm -hmm. they can access the product mm -hmm. from. Yeah. So do they make calls and yes. ask for... Yeah, we have a WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. Then also a call. Um, Zero seven five seven yeah. six seven seven zero one five. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always open and you can always reply to all messages. You have some that kind of thing, the catalogue and Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm sure they'll be able to find all the products there. Thank you so much for honoring the invite and giving us your sharing your experiences with us. You're welcome. From this episode, I am inspired to be tenacious when it comes to pursuing my interests and goals. And I hope it is the same for you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag with If you loved what you heard, make sure you subscribe to Hashtag with in your podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends. Let them know that this is where they're supposed to be. Feel free to also share your insights on what connected with you on social media and be sure to tag us. We are at Hashtag with on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. Our handle is at HCNK Podcast. You can also reach us on email, asiankpodcast at gmail.com. I really look forward to hearing from you.